Hi, I'm Teresa, owner of T3Fit, and you're listening to the T3Fit podcast, where scoliosis warriors and professionals come together. Here we talk about our scoliosis journeys and the emotional components it takes on from being a parent to being diagnosed with scoliosis and sometimes leading to surgery. It's a place where professionals share their expertise of treatments, from physical therapy to surgery, and so much more. So let's get started. Many people have asked about what it's like being fused and training with a mace. Well, this conversation talks about exactly that. So let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the T3Fit Scoliosis podcast. It's been a while, uh, but we are back and we are starting with some very special guests. You might have met them before on some previous episodes. Sarah Henderson, known on Instagram as she's going to let us know. It's serendipitous underscore life. And we have Kay all the way from across the pond. And Kay, tell us where you are. So it's K-O-L-A, K-A-Y-O-L-A, 1185. They are both here along with myself uh, for the Scoliosis podcast, talking about our spinal fusions and training with a mace. Recently, both Kay and Sarah uh, were diagnosed and in the hospital. Uh, for different reasons. And I'd like to kind of talk about that and what was going on and what MACE training has done for them before that and after that, because the situations that occurred um, can just be kind of uh, overwhelming to deal with. So Sarah and Kay, I'm going to give you guys the floor. And So yeah, I was um, diagnosed, well, not diagnosed, it's just, I've got a few conditions going on. I've got like um scoliosis. I've got um a fusion in my neck. I've got um ankylosing spondylitis, and then I've also got a stomach condition, um ulcerative colitis, and that's why I was sent back to the hospital. So basically, I would lost so much blood, I didn't realize it. And when I went to the hospital, I was like, I had like fifty percent of the blood I was meant to have in my body. So it was a, a, quite a bad situation, an emergency. But they managed to sort me out. So, how long were you in the hospital for? Um, about three and a half weeks. Okay. So I was I was discharged just the day before Christmas. Thank God. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so that that's just one of the things you deal with with your health conditions, you know, and 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 sometimes when you're fused, it's not just the fusion you have to deal with. You have to deal with other health conditions that are tied in or it could have been another condition that made your spine start deteriorating if that makes sense so it's not we don't always just deal with the problem with our spine we have other things going on in our body as well you know so when you yeah sorry go ahead no 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 no, carry on um so when you went into the hospital did you notice the differences or like did you know something was going on or how did how did you end up with that happening so this this one was pretty bad you know it was like so about a month or two before i went to the hospital i was still going to the gym i was actually making some good progress and then 
all of a sudden, I just noticed that I was not feeling up for it. You know, when you just feel like your energies are dipping. But because I was still like making progress in the gym, I was still strong. I thought that I'll just sleep it off, you know, day or two, I'll be fine. And then all of a sudden I realized a month later, hang on, I've not been to the gym for about a month. I've not, <laughs> I've not done any training for about a month. Then two months goes by. And then I've lost all this size, you know, really quickly. And, and normally when you lose the size that quickly, something is definitely going on, you know, because it doesn't, you don't normally lose it that quickly when, you, when you've been training naturally, sort of, you know. Mm -hmm. So then I got really bad to the point where I was in, I couldn't walk properly, you know, Teresa. I was back to wow. using my crutches. I was back to using my crutches again. Okay. I couldn't get out of bed. And I've got a son. My son lives with me. And normally I take him to school in the mornings. It got to the point I had to start sending him to school in taxis, you know. I was, yeah, it was getting really bad. My mobility was so gone. But I was being so stubborn. I should have really called the hospital sooner. Okay. But because my mind was thinking, no, I'm going to be, I'll be all right. Just give it a day or two but you know a day or two has turned into two months three months now mm -hmm. and then it was just one day i just i saw one of my friends and i was like i think i need to go to the hospital today you know and by the time they even got me to the hospital normally when wait when you go to the emergency room they have you there for like an hour or two you know in the, in the waiting room mm -hmm. so they saw me i was there for like 15 minutes you know wow so they, they must have seen me to be that bad you know and then i got in there i had to have three three separate blood transfusions you know wow <clears throat> and the nurses were like yeah don't do that again if you ever get to this point you come to the emergency room like you could have died you know wow so so you were in the hospital for th you went and then you were in the hospital for three weeks yes that's and right. then and then you started to gain your strength back yep 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 and then it was, it was very impressive to see you like using all of your fitness equipment in the hospital. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 then how did so with that? Like, did you feel? Was it literally baby steps, or did you feel once you started to get your strength back that you could go back to the point that you once were at? You know, prior to missing out on the two months. So it, it was baby steps, you know. And I, I've got quite used to this because there's been so many times when I've got to such a good level and then come back down due to health conditions. And mm -hmm. every single time I've come back, it's had to be baby steps. Every time I've tried to go back to where I was, the, the power is not there, if that okay. makes sense. So okay. as soon as they gave me the blood, I started to feel a bit normal again. So it was clearly me not having that blood was really, really affecting me. So as soon as I got the blood, I started to feel a little bit better. So I, 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 got, I got a bit of my equipment. I managed to sneak out and go home. <laughs> and then brought some of the equipment over to the gym and then you know slowly and steadily you know it was just like an obsession at the time because i was like i need to get better i need to get better and yeah even the, the hospital it was such you know it was such a you know it's such a moment where it brings your mind to its most sharpest point where you're thinking how did i get here you know i have to make sure i don't get here again mm -hmm. so i thought okay you know what i know that exercise always helps it's always it always does good for the body so Right. I just became really obsessive with it. And because the weights were not very heavy, I could do them all day long, if that made okay. sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then as, as the days started to go on, I noticed, oh, I'm getting my strength back, getting my strength back. Before you know it, I've run back to get the mace. I'm going back to get the clubs. <laughs> you know, and the rope. And the rope. Buff were thinking, what the hell is this guy doing? He needs to go home now. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then and then you stayed there for three weeks and then you had gained some of your strength back and then you were able to go home and life just felt a little more normal yeah that's right that's right okay okay wow and and sarah tell us your story because you guys it's so interesting with both of you yeah so right before christmas um i was diagnosed with breast cancer um and um so that's been sort of a a shock and just the whole process of figuring out treatment and and all of that um one of the things that i had done i mean i'm got the um oncologists are having me start with chemotherapy and so in the process they installed a port into my chest which is just the it's this thing under my skin and there's um tubes that go into big veins coming out of my heart and so they can take blood from that they can put chemotherapy into that and it's a lot easier than getting a new iv every time um and that process of i mean that was an operation that was the first operation i've had since my spinal fusion and wow. it was very strange. I mean, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was like having flashbacks or anything severe, but there was definitely like a very creepy kind of deja vu feeling like, wow, yeah. I remember this. <laughs> Something being yeah. penetrated just underneath. Yeah. And just yeah. being like on my back on the operating table and, you know, the doctors and everybody above me. You so know, you were, just you, being were in that... you were awake when they put that in. No, no, no. But okay. just in, in the in the lead up to it, you okay. know, being wheeled into the operating room, I, you know, it made me remember that from from my fusion when I was a kid. Um, and actually, one of the really nice things that happened was one of the OR nurses came and, you know, she's all like robed and masked. I can't see who anybody is. And she says, hi, Sarah, this is Jess from the gym. And, and so it was somebody that I worked out with. And, and that just made me feel like just okay i have a friend here um, yeah that's nice some, yeah there's some yeah, comfort yeah. in that yeah um and so yes yeah, so i had that done and then I, I at that point i was also in the process of getting certified in steel mace flow um so uh i was able to continue that and and finish that up uh just a couple weeks ago so that's been that's been really nice um, and I've gotten started on my treatment and just the whole mindset of being back in the I'm a patient role is strange. Um, and, and how did it feel once they put that in with the port? Had, yeah, when they put the port in, we talked a little bit about it, yeah. but it took some time for you to get adjusted with that. Yeah, well, definitely the in the very beginning, you know, like it's a surgery. So there's, mm -hmm. you know, a scar there and a, a big, I mean, it's probably like, maybe it's an inch around. Okay. And um, so you put that under your skin and, you know, it, it, it sticks out. It's definitely a weird thing. Um, the first week or so it was sensitive to move my arm. And it still is like, if I, you know, when you use a mace off and you bring your your elbow in front of you. And so my my upper arm is kind of, it it, it presses against that a little bit. So I feel it. Okay. And the first week or two, were, it was definitely pretty sensitive. Um, but now it's, it's, it's better. I mean, I still feel it and I'm still careful about it, okay. but it's not, I'm not 
as as much. And and do they do they have to switch them out or do they keep that one in the whole time? No, they keep that. I mean, and people sometimes might have a problem with it. They can become infected. Okay. But I mean, other people have had them for years and years. Okay. Okay. Um, and then yeah. they they basically said like you can live your life as yep. normally as mm -hmm. possible. Yep. Okay. And then you haven't, so, had, you haven't had the chemo yet, have you? I had one. I had my first one last Friday. Yeah. So it's been a one week, and so far it's been going really well. Very minimal side effects. Um, they do yeah. say that every every time it gets a little bit worse, a little bit worse. Uh, so. Yeah, but you're you're a strong person, so yeah. I know. And I think when you were saying um, about being in the hospital and having this sort of like gloomy feeling, I think it's because you know also because we've taken so much of our health into our own hands. Yeah. So so strong so being back on the operating table lying on your back being in that vulnerable position yeah. I suppose if we start feeling like how did we get here you know yeah 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 but now you guys are swinging 15 pounds so I think mm -hmm. vulnerability is like left the building yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it comes and goes for sure I, I wanted to ask you guys so with the mace how has it helped your recovery Hmm. well emotionally emotionally is huge you know um i'm mean, using the mace and just exercise in general i'm in a i'm much stronger i think i'm, I'm the strongest i've been ever in my life so it, i'm in a really good good position to to be dealing with this um and it's a it's a practice you know it's a it's something that i have on a Maybe not every day, but almost every day. You know, I picked up one one or more of my maces and and either swing it or flow with it or whatever. And and so on an emotional level, it gives me um, a habit to return to to keep myself moving and mm -hmm. thinking positively. Mm -hmm. And so, how was it when you couldn't? And oh, then... it was fine. Okay. It was. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I knew it was temporary. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. And 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 Kay, how is it for how was it for you with recovery? The, um, the mace stop. Yeah, the mace was it was huge with the recovery. You know, mentally and physically, not just not just the physical side. It's also the mental side, mm -hmm. like Sarah was saying. Because mentally, when you feel like you you're still able to do something, you know, and to do something that you like to do, it's it's very empowering. You know, and also the benefits of actual the actual practice. You know, you get your recovery and it's like i said like i've said in things before i've always believed that the road once i discovered the rotational line of movement i discovered that this is like more something that heals the whole body it deals with the whole body at once you know so when you're doing the mace but obviously when i had to come back with the mace i went with a really lighter weight mm -hmm. i think it was a kg mace mm -hmm. but i've gone down in the with the weight and then i can now feel the movements you know properly through my body and it, it really helped my recovery, I would say, you know? And did you guys ever think that there was a time where you wouldn't be able to? Once you were in, when you were in the hospital and when you were diagnosed? Oh, yes, yes, definitely. And how did that feel? Well, it felt, well, I, I would say really like, what's the opposite of empowering? <laughs> okay. it, it felt like the opposite of that, you know? It felt like, oh, wow. 
you know, I've tried so hard, you know, to get myself to a sort of level of normality mm-hmm. and then to be hit with something like that. It is quite mentally traumatizing, I would say. But then there's something at the back of your mind, which I believe we all have, which says, you know what? No, that's not even possible. You know, there's a part of your mind that says, no, that's not true. Because I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure that I'm going to pick one of those things up again. Yeah. And with that sort of mindset, I think that kept me motivated to just always believe. And okay. I think if just once you have belief that you can do something, I think that's much more power, powerful than even the physical abilities you have at the time. Yeah. Right. Sarah, what about, what about you? Um, I'm definitely looking at surgery coming up in a few months or six, five, five, six months. And depending on what that surgery is, there's going to be probably two weeks or several months that, um, I'm going to be pretty limited. Um, because I mean, this surgery, you know, they cut through my skin. Um, but this next one, they're going to be cutting quite a lot more. Okay. Most likely. So, um, I don't, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be a challenge. Um, but I think with the maces, um, you know, and I, I learned this from the very beginning before I swung a mace, I was finding, you know, very lightweight branches from trees in the woods or sticks or, you know, a broom. So it's not about the weight. And I think, before I go back to swinging a mace, I'll be swinging a broomstick or a snow shovel or, you know, something. Or a, or a homemade ice gata. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. It hasn't even been cold enough to make ice gatas this winter. There's still time. And sometimes sometimes when we have to take those baby steps, it's, it's, it also brings us back within ourselves, you know? Yeah. When- moments of isolation as well in the hospital room i'm sure when the doctors leave and you're all by yourself that reflective time is also very powerful as well you know yeah because sometimes yeah. When you're, you've got your busy lives on the go you don't really get that sort of time quality time to really self-reflect it's kind of like a refresher of self-awareness yeah. yes to just like instead of constantly moving forward take a step back and just hang out there for a bit yeah, yeah. And and then and then when you move forward, it's gonna be like five steps forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it feels yeah, you feel a lot more fresher. What so uh, another question that I have for you guys. Um, do you feel that and we might have already targeted this a little bit, but do you feel that there was anything holding you back with all of this, like when these diagnoses were happening and when you were hospitalized? Was there anything other than the obvious? Was there anything that you said at that time that was holding you back? And you were like, I wish I could just get there where I was. I wish I could just get there quicker, but you couldn't because of the situations. Mm. Does Sarah want to go? The only thing I'm really thinking about is with, with my situation, you know, you get, you get this diagnosis and then, and then there's this long period of waiting where you have to get appointments you for doctor's visits and tests you know i had lots of scans mm-hmm. to determine you know what level my cancer was is and um all sorts of things and and i actually switched hospitals part way through because i did not like my local hospital okay. i'm the oncologist and so um 
and it was Christmas time. So nobody was scheduling anything. And so that was a long anxiety filled period of just, I want to treat this. I have cancer. That's huge. I want to, I want to start, you know, getting better. And, um, yeah, so that was that was a big challenge. Okay. Okay. What What about you? Yeah, it was just when once I was in the hospital, just getting around the mental fact of what why am I here? What's going on with me again? You know, I mm -hmm. thought I was doing okay, and you know, just that unknowing, not knowing what's going on with you. You know, so it's I was more preoccupied with my mind at the time, and uh, how am I gonna fix this? And was it my diet or was it? was it you know my environment was it you know at that point when you don't know what's causing these symptoms mm -hmm. you start in everything at that point don't you mm -hmm. so i was so occupied mentally with oh what's going on and oh i really need to do this i need to change this i need to change that and mm -hmm. most of the things you're thinking that it's got nothing to do with why you're there in the first place but you know how the mind just starts thinking and you know you think you've got control over everything and you can figure it all out and we can't figure it out because we're not good yeah yeah <laughs> yeah what um i mean i i we talked about this a while ago and i just want to kind of touch on this again what would i've said this to both of you if somebody were to come up to you and they were in your shoes and your position what would you say to them having had scoliosis going into the hospital being diagnosed with breast cancer and swinging what are, are they thinking about swinging a mace what would you like people to know about what we do and what we do and the experiences that you both have had along the way i would say first the first thing first is that they have to believe in themselves and in the fact that they're still able and not classify yourself as a disabled person or somebody that's deteriorating and don't don't associate yourself with all the negative sides of having limitations if that makes sense and i would also tell them that you're gonna have to be mentally strong because at this point it's not one of these things where you can like molly coddle somebody and tell them oh don't worry it'll be all right because with our situations there's a lot of difficulties that come with it so you have to really be mentally prepared or else you're gonna break down real quickly so if you don't tell the person to you know get a grip of it soon enough they're going to have like a, a problem trying to stay on top of things, if you know what I mean. Okay. Because there's a lot to deal with. So I'll tell them just be mentally strong and believe in yourself. And God only gives his toughest battles to his toughest soldiers, you know, and just always believe in yourself because you, you are the key to your own success. You know, everything, no matter the situation you're going through, you are the key and you can open any door you want as long as you believe. Yeah. What about, what about you, Sarah? Yeah, I would say one of, I mean, um, just keep focusing on your life. I mean, there's a lot of things that everybody has going on, whether it's family, um, work, whatever practice they have, whether it's steel mace or some other form of exercise or dance or art or, or you know, focus on the things that give you pleasure that give you life um and and for me being able to to work on the steel mace flow certification and complete that um was was great and yeah for somebody who was once or maybe still is dance phobic in your words <laughs> yeah 
to be able to do that. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, I haven't been in the situations that either one of you have been in, but I would just like to contribute on that and just say, trust the process, you know, whatever, whatever you're going through in the hospital, being diagnosed with cancer, falling, breaking a bone, whatever this being diagnosed with scoliosis, having a certain, you know, having a spinal fusion, trust the process, trust the process and trust the process. If you are going to try at the mace. And as you said, Sarah, you know, you're going to have, you're going to have this hiccup in life where you're just going to have to grab a branch, Mm -hmm. but you still trust the process. Mm -hmm. And that's where you started before swinging a mace, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that, I think my interpretation of, you know, when people want to first try the mace and they have spinal fusion, that they're terrified. Yes. You know, and it's just about taking the baby steps and trusting the process, because when you trust the process, then you move forward, which is exactly what you guys are like award winners of. Mm-hmm. Because yes. you, you have hiccups in life and you're still moving forward. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but they, doesn't yeah. have to doesn't have if they if they want to get into the mace swinging it doesn't have to be anything heavy it could just be like you said a broomstick a tree branch yeah. you know yeah. and also just give it give it a try you know because a lot of people they're so used to the traditional ways of training so when you when when they see you swinging the mace people love to see that it looks great and people like it and comment about it but when you try to get them to do it they don't see the value in it, if that makes sense. Right. So they might, okay, yeah, it might be good, but it, maybe it's not going to help my situation. Because if they want, if they, th- they think about going to the gym or something like doing bicep curls, tricep extensions, they don't think about stuff like maces. So I would say just give it a try, you know, because you never know. Like I've said, it's, it's, done, it's changed my life, you know, yeah. it's changed my movement possibilities. So I would say it's something that people should really, give it a try not even just people that have got health conditions even normal people should give it a try because yeah. open mm-hmm. up different parts of your body that you didn't even know existed yeah and it's yeah. literally it's a bang for your buck because you're incorporating everything mm-hmm. uh-huh. without yeah. having to think about it you right. know you've got your cardio you've got your strength training you've got your core strength training you've got your mobility uh-huh. all of it mm-hmm. and there's nothing else that will offer that with the shifting of the weight at that mm-hmm. length Mm-hmm. that's right I, I feel pretty lucky in my uh progression just because when i started with the mace i was having and I, i'm still having um rotator cuff um issues and i think i have a torn muscle in there and there's so many little tiny muscles in your shoulder and um so when i first started with the mace i was swinging really pretty lightweight i had done so much physical therapy for my shoulder um and i just the mace, you know, I looked at it and then I wasn't even sure if I could move my shoulder in that way. Mm-hmm. So that's the one I picked up the a lightweight stick when I was out walking my dogs and, and realized, okay, yeah, I guess I can. Um, and just started there and got a little bit heavier and a little bit heavier. And, you know, some of the, some of the movements in steel mace flow, you're holding the mace far from your body yeah, and your shoulders really have to be strong to do that. And, um, you know, I still struggle with my left shoulder doing that. Um, but I was able to do all of the stuff to, to, for this, 
the level one steel mace flow certification with a 10 pound mace. And well I know that I could not do that before I started. Yeah. So I've had a, I have really clear, visible, you know, evidence that this has made my shoulders so much stronger. Yeah. And do you, do you ever look at old videos? I've tried, but I don't, I haven't saved so many. I actually want to like do a side-by-side -side comparison, but I don't okay. have my very first ones. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's always... I think my earliest ones, remember when you and I were swinging across the subway platforms? I think that's the earliest video that I have. Okay. Okay. I have, <laughs> I have some, so I can share it with you. Okay. Okay. Good. But um, is there anything else that you guys would like to share about your journeys? Pre-surgery, mace training, surgery, hospital, and post? I would like to, I would like to say that rotational training the mace training it is literally is a different possibility when it opens up different possibilities for movements and it's really hard to explain it in words but i mean it's been really life-changing yeah now i'm coming from a mm -hmm. position where before i did the mace ever in my life i could remember how crippled i was well i don't like to use the word crippled but i was quite crippled at the time you know and i couldn't move and i was thinking of possibilities okay try the push-up i'll try to push up i'll be in pain try a pull-up i'll do that i'll be in pain and then i just i don't know how i stumbled across it. i think the universe was just listening to me at the time and then i just came across one of the mr maceman videos and it was like you know i think i picked up a broomstick at the time and then just started circling around behind me because my technique was terrible at the time the first time i tried it but then i thought to myself oh wow i've never explored this this side of movement before Mm -hmm. and then when I tried it a few times and then I got a mace and then it was just the, the progression was just it was just it, it amazed me if that makes sense you know as I saw the progression I was like wow you know how comes I didn't discover this a longer time ago but I would like to say that rotational movement and, and I'm not I'm not trying to have a go at people that go to the gym you know that's also got it's got its benefit as well yeah but I'm gonna say that movement is much more than just straight lines and rotations I, I would say movement is about embracing all the possibilities that god has put in this body and choosing to ignore one part yeah is going to make the other part suffer and you know like they say if you if you don't lose if you don't use it you lose it sort of thing yeah so when we were kids yeah we had all the possibilities open our bodies were not locked by any self-doubts or any limitations so we moved freely as kids well, as we got older, we started, you know, isolating and doing just only specific movements and locking ourselves up. And I'm thinking people need to just open up, you know, and just try different things and open up that child nature in yourself, you know, yeah. and just be free sometimes and just be playful and just be open, just be open to all the possibilities, you know, and let's stop restricting ourselves mentally mm -hmm. and physically. Fair yeah, I mean, I, I would just second that. Um, just move as many ways as you can. And the mace has opened up, you know, lots of ways to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always say, you know, I, for me, it's uh, feeling limitless with my limitations. Mm. Yeah, I definitely feel that when I'm swinging a really heavy mace and the more, the heavier mace you use, the more of your full body gets incorporated in it. And when I swing that, 
15, 18, 20 pound mace, I feel so flexible. Mm -hmm. and I'm not, my spine is fused from tip to tail. Yeah. And, but I don't feel it when I'm swinging something really heavy like yeah. that. And it's great because when you swing heavy and then when it starts to feel light. Mm. Mm. And it's just I don't like, think 20 pounds will ever feel light, but, <laughs> but 10 pounds does sometimes. What the, when I swing the 15, yeah, the front to back, I'm just like, this is, this is like, mm -hmm. I, like grabbing a rake in the park mm -hmm. or a branch. Uh. It's, just, it's like, yeah, there's just, there's no words, you know, mm -hmm. there's, you guys know, there's no words. Like Zen. There's, there's no, it's like, a total, yeah. It's a euphoric space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, and you know, I gotta, you have to also acknowledge there's some wow factor, you know, and you know, of course, cause you swing so publicly in, you know, the New York city parks and it just looks so badass. Yeah. It, it does. <laughs> but when I swing, I, f I feel that way walking down the street more because people will stay yeah. away. <laughs> then when I swing yeah but like people you know people walk by and they're like they're like you're fine <laughs> but and I see the stuff that Sarah, Sarah's doing some great stuff on Instagram as well and you Teresa yeah we like, you guys are I mean we all are you know we're just sharing, sharing our passion of training with the mace and with our mm -hmm. limitations. Yep, exactly. But I the community has also just been so huge, you know, just getting to know so many people all over the world yeah. who, you know, and Kay mentioning not just the mace, but all the tools with rotational movement. Yeah. You know, people who use the rope flow and the Indian clubs and steel yeah. clubs, yeah. steel mace, everything, gatas and all the different crazy words for the, the I don't even know them all. For everything, <laughs> for yeah. everything in that yeah. community. Right, the, so the, it's, it's been amazing getting to know all these people. Yeah. Yeah, yes, that's true. And it, it feels like, I mean, the community definitely, is it growing or are we just becoming more in touch with everybody? I, I think, think it is growing. Yeah, I think it's growing rapidly actually. Okay. Yeah. I think in, in the in our community of the spinal fusion, it's definitely growing. Um, you know, because people are interested in like, I mean, I've had you guys on before and you know, I say if if we can all do it, there's nothing that can stop anybody from doing it except here. Uh -huh. You know, so but Kay and Sarah, I would like to thank you both for being a guest once again on the Scoliosis podcast. If anybody has any questions for them, please feel free, feel free to reach out to them on Instagram. Uh, once again, they will share their handles with us and they will be happy to answer any of your questions. So it's Sarah, been a yep, go ahead, Kay. So um, my Instagram handle is K-O-L-A, that's K-A-Y-O-L-A, one, one, eight, five on Instagram. And um, mine is serendipitous underscore life, also on Instagram. Hey, and Sarah, thanks for being a guest on the show. And if anybody has any questions, again, please feel free to reach out to them. Thanks for having us.
Thank you very much, Teresa. Good to talk to you. If you'd like to know more about what it's like trading with a mace, go to my page at t3fit.com or you can find me on Instagram also under t3fit. If you like this episode, chances are there's someone else out there who needs to hear it too. So it would be a huge favor to me if you'd go ahead and give us a five-star review. It helps me get the message out to more people. And if you need help moving in pain, then download my five free tips and I'll catch you on the next episode.